This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good Thursday to one and all. Welcome aboard. Taz and the Moose with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Coming to you live. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. Mike Keat across the way. 855 212 for CBS, 855-212-4227. Attention, hotline fans. That is your number to call. Sirius XM 206, the app as well. Thanks all of our affiliates across the country. Back together again. Wrapping up the week on a Thursday and a Friday. What's going on, Taz? How was your days off? Uh, right? Good. It's very good. good. Very good. Yes, yes, good. yes. Did a little traveling, running around a little bit, stuff like that. All good. Everything's great. Outstanding. Good. Well, okay, welcome great. back. Thank good you. to see you again. You, and you, uh, we got good a lot to, to get into. Yeah, Jim good. Duquette is going to join us a little bit later on in the program. Uh, former uh, executive with the Mets and the Baltimore Orioles. You see him all over the place now on MLB Network Radio and also on SNY locally in New York as uh, he's part of the Mets uh, broadcasting crew. So, yes, his nickname uh, is Duke. Correct. Yes. yes. I'm going to call him Duke. There you go. No, he's a good dude. Good yeah, dude. very good man. Yes. Uh, great guy. Uh, he really yes, is. Yes. Salt of the earth. Uh, so he's going to join us a little bit later on in the program. Uh, we'll get into uh, the viral video a little bit later on as well uh, with the little man out in uh, a deli uh, or at a bagel shop in yeah. Long Island. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that, too, that uh, has captivated America and yes. captivated the nation. It's funny. You said salt uh, of the earth, right? That yeah. expression. And when you said that, my favorite bagel is a salted bagel. There you go. So the first thing that jumped out to me was that. And then you said about the, the little dude at the bagel store out yes. in Suffolk County, so uh, Long Island. So, yeah, you're right. We'll get into that. It's pretty Ooh, funny. Yes, it is, <laughs> certainly. Yeah, but uh, baseball still in the all-star break. It ends tonight. Uh, as you see, the Rangers and Astros, I believe down in Arlington, is the one lone Major League Baseball game. And then everyone gets back into the full Taz on uh, on Friday, yes. um, but uh, really a couple successful days out there in Cleveland, Ohio, whether it be the home run derby, which was great, and then you get to the All Star game, and you know, kind of the you know the fallout from there is now where you know anywhere between seventy two to seventy five games, depending on the teams uh, left in the Major League Baseball regular season. So not all that much left. We're through the halfway point, um, and now you get to the second half, and now is. You know, kind of a, a race to the July 31st MLB trade deadline, and there's only one deadline this year, so that changes the complexion of everything because you have to make a decision as an organization about what you are going to do uh, and how you're going to do it. Do you view yourself as a playoff contender? Do you view yourself as a pretender? And that's something that you got to look at yourself in the mirror as an organization and see exactly what you want to do. Yeah, And it might not be... Um, it, you know what you ultimately decide to do as an organization might not be exactly what your fans want you to do either. Right. It's great that you mentioned fans, Moose, and and that's the thing. It's tough for like as most people listen to our program. No, I'm a Met fan. No, you're a Yankee fan. So, and we we have a lot of fun with that. But obviously, the Mets season's going a lot worse than the Yankees. The Yankees are doing great. So, if you're a Cubs fan or a Yankees fan, or, or let's say you're a Braves or, or Milwaukee fan or something like that. It, it's great right now. You know, you're, you're excited that your team's getting a little break. You hope they can keep their momentum. Uh, you hope they can keep it rolling. Uh, if you're a, a, a Twins fan or, 
or an Indians fan, you hope so. You hope it can keep on going or the Astros. But if you're a fan like of the Mets or the Tigers or the Orioles or the, or the Mariners, it's not exciting right now because you you, you, you kind of feel like you're Dunsky, right? right? You know what I mean? Like, and so now your team is just you know it's just it, it your season ends now. For like, and I don't want to speak for all fans that are fans of losing teams, but I'm telling you as a Met fan how I feel, and I think a lot of people have, you know, you can't relate. You're a Yankee fan; you guys always win. So, uh, well, they do win a lot, but it's, and they're doing great. So yeah. it's it's amazing. I mean, you know, so, but it's tough. It's tough for fans that are fans of losing program teams right now. As, as you know, it's, it's difficult. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, then you got to think about the future. Yeah, uh, you know, Madford yeah. over the, out in Cleveland did say, you know, and, and he's not wrong, MLB has 20 teams within five games of the playoffs. Uh, hasn't happened since 2012. Uh, but did acknowledge that some teams' building approaches have changed, but he expects teams will accelerate turnarounds <clears throat> due to the significance of some of their younger players. Now, this comes on... Uh, you know, the, the Garrett Cole Astros comments comes on the heels of what Rob Manfred had to say out there in Cleveland, Ohio. Cole obviously going to be a free agent after this season. Former Pirate, former UCLA star, now current Houston Astros, sitting there in that number two spot in that starting rotation. Yeah, he's great. Uh, behind Justin Verlander. Uh, and he uh, told the USA Today, it's just disappointing to see. You're coming to Major League Games to see the best players in at least 50% of the league doesn't give a blank about winning or having their best players on the field. What are we doing? What are we doing? Come on. Now, the rub there from a from a Astro perspective is that, you know, as we've discussed before, Houston Houston tore it down to basically the the rafters. I mean, they 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 went down to the studs, I should say. Um we're getting 0.0 television ratings um and decided to build their franchise that way, whether it be with high draft choices or whether it be with international scouting, and to really go be really, 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 really bad. Um, Really bad. (laughs) And now they're one of the best teams in Major League Baseball. Right. So if you're Garrett Cole, now you're representing the Astros. Now Cole wasn't on the team at the time. Right. You know, he was on the Pittsburgh Pirates, or when they were really bad, yeah, he was on the Pirates at that stage, I believe he was drafted, um, by by Pittsburgh, uh, coming out of UCLA. Uh, you know, that's the rub is that what the Astros did, a lot of teams or there are some teams in Major League Baseball, at least three or four that are kind of emulating, saying, well, we're not going to be able to build it maybe the aggressive way via free agency because less and less big name free agents are coming onto the open market. Um, or, you know, it, it's the rare occasion you get Machado and Bryce Harper in the same year. It's usually older guys. Right. Guys are getting locked up uh, earlier on in their career, even buying out arbitration years. So, yeah, there are some teams that believe the Astros' way of doing business at one point in time, an organization that Cole now represents, Taz, is the right way to do it. Yeah. And, and so be it. it. Right. And listen, they're, they're playing great. I mean, what are they, like seven, eight games in first place? No, I they're, mean, fed, they're a great they're baseball great, team. They're, a great they're one team. of the teams that can win a championship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. There's no doubt. But, I mean, and and maybe Cole doesn't remember with the part, you know, losing. You know, like it's tough. And I'm not – I don't disagree with him about the tanking thing. Trust me, I – I mean, you know, you know, as a fan, you don't want to see your team try not to win. But I just think it's tough when, you know, uh, if you're in first, if you're in first place and you're running the West, you know, and and like I said, you're seven, eight games in front of Oakland and all this stuff, and you're playing great, and you're the man. You know, now you're saying these other teams, come on, let's go. You can't tank. Well, if you're in the same division and you're the Angels or the or the Mariners, you're like, 
And their fan base is like, yo, screw you, dude. You know, our team's losing. We're getting our rear ends kicked out here. And you're saying, come on, let's battle. It, it's, it's, it, I think it's tough when a guy says that. That's in flat first place with his squad and playing great. I mean, I think a lot of players feel like he's feeling, and a lot of fans do. But I also could see that no one ever wants to lose. But I also could see that end where it's tough to be inspired, you know, and you know there's a chance, okay, if we tank, then, you know, it helps. And we see it in sports lately, and it's it's a term that's so popular now, tanked. I remember when I was a kid, I never even heard this term. I didn't think of that, you know what I mean, back in the day. But I'm sure it was happening, but things have changed. I'm just saying, like, if you're, in, if you're the Astros or a player on a team like the Astros or the Yankees or the Twins and you start knocking or ripping people or teams that are, quote unquote tanking I, I think it, some people it could you know it, it could put a bad taste in their mouth you know just because your, your squad's doing great well I, I mean I, I think he's looking at a competitive balance I mean I, I get the point that you're making uh, speaking from a power a position of power if you're Garrett Cole right, but um right. you know he's what he's saying is not wrong I mean no, you know no, you no. go into the we talked about before the baseball season, before game one when even was played in this MLB regular season, before we had those games over in Japan uh, between the Athletics and Mariners, was it, right? So uh, that you could probably you know count on one hand the amount of teams that and pretty much find the team that's going to win the World Series this year. Isn't that a problem? I yeah. mean, it's historically speaking, it's not a problem, been a problem in the NBA. Now NBA is going to have a lot of parity based on some of the trades and what free how free agency broke down this past offseason over the last week and a half has but in major league baseball you know there's been more parity in terms of uh you know there hasn't been this disparity i would say between the haves and the have nots and there seemed to be a great disparity now and you know teams not spending money choosing not to spend money um you know the the Orioles are an embarrassment of a franchise yeah. the way that they've been run you know the Astros at one point in time were but I would say this, it, you know, Cole's comments coming from him or coming from a, a good team don't really bother me. Right. Um, you know, what would what would bother me in essence would be the way that teams have to find a way to get great again. Um, and and that is in major league based on the rules is that you, know, you got to have high draft choice. You got to hit on those picks. You got to do a good job in international scouting. You have to make sure you draft players that are signable, that are going to step into your program, have a game plan about developing young players as well. And you've got to hit on a lot of those young guys early on in their career to take advantage of the fact that they're not making a lot of money when they get initially get called up in into baseball. But you know, not everybody can be the Yankees or the Boston Red Sox or the Dodgers or the Cubs or the teams that are going to be spending an astronomical amount of money. Not every team can go out there and do that no. in the in when you look at the complexion of Major League Baseball. Right. No, no, absolutely. Com- completely agree. And, you know, it's like you get teams that are, you know, you get midseason here and, and, and teams like the Mariners or, or the Royals or Blue Jays or Orioles, they're, 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 they're committed into rebuilding right now. They're in a rebuild process. And meanwhile, people are season ticket holders that are going to a Marlins game or, you know what I mean, they're spending money and their kids are fans or they're fans and, you know, so it's tough. I, I, so I, I don't complete. Like I said, I don't completely disagree with, with Cole's comments. I just think it's a little tough. Again, I'm looking at it a different perspective than you're looking at it because our teams that we pull for are in different positions, right? So I think maybe somebody who their team is in, <laughs> is losing right now and really has no shot at at a a, a, a postseason run uh, like my Mets, you know, or the Marlins or the Blue Jays or Tigers or whatever. 
you know, as opposed to the Yankees or the Astros, you know. Um, but the Mets are, but you know what, Taz, the Mets are where they're at because they've underperformed. Oh, I, well, you they're know, bullpen underperformed. They well, have, they're, offensively, I mean, they've been pretty the good. The rotation but, hasn't been as good as, right. as advertised. I mean, the, the offense at times, you look at the defense behind the plate, defense has been an issue. I mean, that's, Mets have had a rash of, of different things. But, yes, the bullpen has that's been the main, at the top of the yeah. list. But, you know, the Orioles, Marlins, Royals, Tigers, Blue Jays, and Mariners, right, have committed to full rebuilds. All those teams are at least 16 games under the 500 mark. Right, right, right. You know, the, the, the Mets are, are not the Baltimore Orioles. They have not been great, but they're not Baltimore Oriole bad. Right. So, I mean, those teams came into the year with little to no chance to winning. And, you know, what, what the peachy comment by Rob Manfred, he said, when you, when you talk to our owners, he said, everybody's competing. Well, that's not true. I mean, you you can't tell me the Baltimore Orioles are putting the most competitive team on the baseball diamond. You, you, there's no way you could say that. You can't look at the Toronto Blue Jays and, and are saying the same thing. The Marlins, the Royals. I mean, look at look at all the guys that are starring in other places that used to be Miami Marlins. Uh, right, right. You know, the Mariners, the Blue Jays. You know, those teams went into the year knowing that they were going to be really, really bad and were okay with it. And I think right. that's where Garrett Cole is talking about. Not the teams that have underperformed. That, that, I, I get that. Yeah, he, he's going yeah. into it with with the idea of you know the Baltimore Orioles are saying you know they're over under number I believe before the start of the year and maybe Basegula can correct me if I'm wrong. I think the number was 55 games, 55 wins. I mm. mean it, it is. I mean think about that. I mean you have 162 games in the Major League Baseball regular season. We have a team where in Vegas they felt comfortable putting the number at over under of 55 to where you know. It, 111 victories, you're, uh, no, less than that. No, 100 and what, uh, 100 and it would be seven losses then for them. Man. I mean, think about that. Well, I mean, it's, almost it's, double the victories yeah, no, if, they, it, if they hit the 55. <laughs> almost double the victories. And so for those that are counting, they hate to just keep we're beating up on the Orioles, but whatever. <laughs> but for those that are counting, they have 27 wins right now. Okay, they're, they're almost 31 games behind first place. They're in dead last. Yeah, that's and not competitive. East. No, you're right. It is not competitive. No, I, I, I know. My Mets aren't that bad. I get it. And you know what? Even if they were, I would still watch. But I don't sit there like, you know, optimistic. Even now, I don't. But I'm a, I'm a fan of the squad. Like most people, they're going to watch their teams if they win or losing. You know, I would think. I mean, some people fold the tent. I don't know, but, Taz. I don't, I don't know. watch the, the games. as I don't know about I that. I don't watch every game. Like, I... Early in the year, I was. Yeah, no, but no. I'm, I'm not saying of... now. I'm saying if your if your team was if your team had 27 wins as compared to the 40 they have, and we're sitting there at how many games? <laughs> uh, you know, how many games they're out? 30, 31. They're thir- they're 30. I don't know how yeah, much time they're, you're, they're, you're yeah, going to spend. Three and, and a half hours on a summer night watching <laughs> Mets baseball. I mean, I, I don't know if you're doing that. I really don't. Well, and I wouldn't blame you. Yeah, it doesn't make you any less of a fan right. because here's the one thing: if you know why? Because I'm of the firm belief, Taz, that if if the baseball team's not compa- uh, you know committed to winning, why should then I spend my hard earned right, money right, right. if I'm a fan to to either invest in the the baseball package or invest in local right. sports uh, you know a local sports network or invest my time and money in going out to the ballpark. If the baseball team is not doing it, right. you know, it, it right. doesn't. I don't blame the Astro fan when they were terrible, Taz, of not watching. Right? right. Do you? No, no, no. I don't. I don't. And no, I, I know. And uh, again, my team's been a laughing stock here in, the, in you know the number one market in the world in New York, and we have to deal with the Yankees. Since I'm a kid, I remember always in school. You know how it is when you went to school. Either kids were Yankee fans or Mets fans. And and when you're on the other side of that, like as a kid, it's like embarrassing. Oh, yeah, the Mets suck. You know, and the Yankees are flourishing. 
But you talk about investment of fans, and you're right, Moose. It's like it's tough. Just imagine, you know, if um, you know, if if you're a Baltimore Oriole season ticket holder, the money you're spending to go to these games, or you know, and maybe you're just a blue collar guy or girl, not someone who's using it as a write off, and you own a business and you get Oriole season tickets for when clients come to town, you entertain them. I'm not talking about folks like that. I'm talking about the regular Joe and Jane that that's a blue collar guy or girl that wants to go to games and 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 buy season tickets for um you know for a team that's in dead last you know if you're a you know whatever a giants fan or like you said the or, or we're talking about the Orioles i mean 30 games behind first place i mean 27 and 62 that's what the Orioles are 27 and 62 yeah they're terrible i mean they're they're a terrible franchise and they've been poorly run and they've gone down the astros model taz and it's not just how bad the teams are the significance of about the teams that can win a world series right? right i mean i look at it right now from if you look at the american league i would say i would cons- i w- i think it's going to either be the yankees or the astros i would be pretty comfortable taking either of those two teams to make it to the fall classic um, you know, I'm not uh, taking tough to argue that. Yeah. yeah, no, my point being is yeah. that that, you know, you're not even though the twins have had a great first half and, and, and they're sitting there twenty three games over the five hundred mark, Minnesota historically never beats the Yankees in the postseason. Right, right. You would look at the Yankees as being a favorite against Minnesota. You look at the Astros as good as they are. My thing is that even when you look at between the haves and the have nots and the teams that have torn it down completely, you know, it also is a problem for Rob Manfred in Major League Baseball where I'll tell you, Yankees, Astros, or Dodgers sitting here on this Tuesday, on this Thursday morning, the month of July. One of those three teams are win the World Series. Yeah, no, no, I'm not arguing. I agree. (laughs) I agree with you. But Taz, don't you? I look at that even as a Yankee fan. I look at that as being a problem. Yeah, it's a it's a problem. Yeah, because you're right. Because that means if if I'm a Brave fan, yeah, I'm 54 and 37. But do I really think I'm going to beat the Dodgers in a seven game series? No. No. Good luck. No, no, no. no, no. I, I don't. And I look at that as being an issue. Some might say, ah, who cares? I mean, right. look at look at the NBA. The NBA for well, years, it's been all about LeBron and, and, the, Golden and the Golden State, State Warriors. Warriors. I was just going to say that about the NBA. Right. It's like, and, look, and look at the popularity of that league. Absolutely. But, but yes, but yeah, guys like us who have a platform, and uh, yeah, we've talked a lot about that with the NBA. That is a, that is and was a problem. That that was the total narrative of that. That's the storyline was LeBron and Golden State. Golden State, LeBron, blah, 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 blah. That's it. So there's no parity. Now it's changing the NBA, and, and I know we got a cool uh, – uh, what do we got? A 1v1? Another 1v1. We got a uh, – what do we got later? La, 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 la. We got a uh, uh, BCS. That's what we got. Thank yeah. you. I drew a blank. Uh, BCS with uh, dynamic duos in the NBA. We'll do that in a little while to show that there's a lot of nice parity that's fixing to come into the NBA. And I think with baseball, to the point you just made, Moose, that needs to happen soon. Because you kind of have a good gut who's going to be playing deep in the postseason. I'm still locked in, even though my team's not in. I'm going to watch. No, no, I get it. I, and, if I didn't do this for a living, I would still watch. Yeah, you know? I mean, but you know, maybe they don't. I mean, maybe you know, there we got a couple calls. You know, when you were, we got a number of calls when you were out, Taz, in terms of NBA fans that that don't like parity, that are looking at the fact that they like dominant teams. That dominant teams have defined. Okay. So, uh, yeah. the, the rise of the NBA, Lakers and Celtics and Michael Jordan and, and his six NBA titles. And then he had Shaq and Kobe and Duncan down in San Antonio. You know, the, the Pistons were kind of the, the outlier to that. Uh, what Detroit was able to do with uh, Chauncey Billups and Rasheed Wallace and the like. And now you've had the dominance of the Golden State Warriors, the individual dominance of LeBron James. It has not been, 
you know, you know, everybody's got a shot in the NBA, right? They're where the you know the the tanking became such an issue in the NBA that they changed the draft rules mm. to to make it less enticing to tank because if you're one of the three worst teams, you have an equal percentage shot at fourteen percent of getting the number one overall well, number one overall pick in in that upcoming June NBA draft. So the NBA fans are gonna say, I don't want parity. It's right. been great to have dominant teams. <laughs> yeah. I like watching yeah. dominant teams. That's what drives the league. That's what that, that's been the the history of our sport. But you know, you're gonna get parity in the NBA and in Major League Baseball. Maybe parity isn't something you need to have. Maybe teams want to watch the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Astros in the playoffs and dominating the October landscape and the Red Sox as well. Um, you know, each and every October task. Maybe that's just <laughs> feeding the beast of the baseball fan. It could be. And, Maybe. I and I think, I think the other thing, too, is and we've talked I about I love it. We've, I mean, neither. And we've talked about this a lot about uh, the lack of star power of players. We've talked about this, you know, on, on our show here for quite some time, uh, you know, sprinkled in here and there about star power, like worldwide or national stars for Major League Baseball that people can see walking in the street and say, oh, uh, there goes Mike Trout. You know, oh well, uh, look, you know, you know, uh, you know, there goes Manny Machado. You know, like I'm just saying, these are guys that are making hundreds of millions of dollars. Their teams are not in first place. You know, I mean, uh, what, what? I'm looking at the, the Dodgers. I'm sorry, the San Diego Padres. They're 14 games behind first place. Okay, so it's like you got Machado spending all that money on him. You would think he, before the season, this is going to be a big deal. He, you know, he's going to be a bigger. He's going to be a huge star that a casual sports fan won't even get to know now because. The Padres are going to dominate with this guy, and they're not dominating. So, now, and they're spending tons of money. So, imagine if you're a Padre fan, yeah, you're sitting in third place in the West. You're not sucking. You're not like the 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 the, the, uh, the uh, about like the Giants in last place. But still, you're spending all that money on Machado. Just using the Padres as an example, and it's like that's part of the bigger picture is the star power to draw people. So, when you just have the Dodgers, the Astros, the Yankees, the teams you're naming that are going to go into the postseason. That's when the casual fan really starts to watch is the postseason, and you're seeing the same teams that you saw last year. It's like, yeah, you know, it's like you're not learning, you know, you're not, there's, there's not growth in the game as far as stars. Right, you know, and, and the Machado signing, you know, everyone said, well, give it a couple of years to where all those young players like Tatis Jr. in San Diego, right. for example, where they get to where they need to be as, you know, get the necessary experience. Uh, you know, on the major league level, I get it. I mean, you you look at Bryce Harper and the Phillies. I mean, that was the yeah. big. Uh, you know, he signs with the Philadelphia Phillies in the off season, and you know, Philadelphia has been a been a disappointment up until this point in time. Listen, yeah, you're right. I mean, they need their stars, uh, as every sport do as sport does. Uh, you know, the the guys that and gals that people are going to go out and connect to and want to watch and want to pay their hard earned money to go out there and perform. There's no ifs ands or buts about that. And they also need, I believe, I think a league is healthier when there's more competitive balance, when you go into the league not knowing um, with, with a, you know, with certain certainty that, uh, that a team is or a group right. of teams are going to win a championship. I, I don't love that. Even growing up as a Yankee fan, I, I don't love that. I like the fact that if you go in, it's more refreshing and it's harder earned when you feel like the path is a lot more difficult than it is right yeah, now. Yeah, you're not going to get teams getting blown out. It's going to be the same teams going into – you know, uh, into the NLC. It's just like if you're watching baseball all year and you're, you're you know, again, if you're a Met fan, you know, or a, 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 an Angels fan yeah. and you're next to last place, it's like you know once you get to this point right now, you know there's an awesome chance. 
you're not your team's not going to be playing. You know, uh, uh, you know, as the fall comes about, it's not happening. No, it's it, not going to happen, and that's that that turns people off. No, it it does. Now the Angel fan is going to say, "Well, you know," and, and even the Met fan, Taz, is going to say, "Well, I'm out of the divisional race, but I still got an opportunity to the wild card." But you've got to get yourself rectified real quick, right? Uh-huh. I mean, the Mets have, are sitting there ten games under the 500 mark, and, right. and that's where Manfred is going to draw upon the fact of, well, there is competitive balance because we've got these two wild card spots. And the AL and the NL, respectively. I mean, to an extent, I think that's helped it out, Taz. Because imagine if there was no wild card. Oh, and dude, and we're sitting here, all-star break comes to an end tonight. And you're looking at the closest race being uh, the National League Central, where you have all five teams yes. separated by four Exciting. and a half games. Exciting. The rest of them, 13 and a half, uh, six, seven and a half, five and a half, and six and a half. Imagine, I mean, that's the one thing where if you're Major League Baseball, the fact that you have the wild card has actually saved you because if you didn't have the wild card this year, it would be an absolute disaster. Yeah, the Central, and NL Central for sure, you're right. I mean, uh, uh, That's a good race. That would be entertaining. It's, it's really good. I mean, could you imagine it was to the point we're kind of talking about here in long form if they were, if all the divisions were like that? I mean, that would be awesome. That really would. It would be awesome. And I just think that would be much better for the game. And <laughs> I actually just think um, – I actually think it's going really going to the grassroots of like little league baseball. And again, another different topic, and we're not going to get into that. I know, but I think you'd get baseball registration would skyrocket again for little league ball across the United States if you had stuff that was going on like in the NL Central, because it would just be more exciting and more teams would be winning and kids yeah. wouldn't be leaving. Baseball, because they're bored, or because of this, or because their team loses, so now they don't want to play, you know, little league ball or what have you. I mean, I hate to stereotype a bunch of kids, but it's true. I mean, the the little leagues, you know, uh, registration we'll make you a lot more is, memorable, right? Exactly, right? Able exactly. To connect to it. That's right. the best way to put it. Memorable. Yeah, we gave yeah. you three teams, you know, Astros, Dodgers, Yankees. You know, uh, we're comfortable. I'm comfortable, certainly, with that. <laughs> In sure terms of are. one of those teams winning the <laughs> World Series, is that good for Major League Baseball that you can count it on three fingers? Probably the team, one of those three, is going to win the World Series. I uh, want to hear from you. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. And to the victor go the spoils as yesterday. Celebrations on both coasts. New York, Los Angeles for the United States women's national team as they are World Cup heroes. We'll get into that next. It's Taz and Moose back together again on a busy Thursday morning right here, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. Yes, your number to call in CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car I know most of talk a lot about Major League Baseball and uh, parity, no parity. Who's going to, you know, going to go deep? It's going to be the same teams, Yankees, Astros, Dodgers, all that. Let's yeah. go to Jersey. Let's go out to Jersey. Let's talk to our friend, uh, John, Ooh. from Jersey. Let's he is John, 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 John. He is John, 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 John. He is John, 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 John from Jersey. There he is, ladies and gentlemen, the star of the show, John from Jersey. John, happy opening day, John. Wow, look at this. Opening day is Saratoga. Moose right now, brother, I am standing on the Oklahoma training track, looking out at horses jogging around the track. 
Wow. Sipping on an orange juice and talking to Taz and a moose. You should be yeah, drinking yeah. a little mimosa. That's what you should be that's drinking. That. Yes. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You should be. <laughs> I'm not Champagne. a big alcohol guy, to be yeah. honest. You're more into the caloric intake. So you said you're a large man. You like food. Yeah, oh, I, I got yeah. a big egg sandwich for me right now, Taz. Don't you worry, baby. Shocking. <laughs> All right, there you go. I'm jealous. <laughs> well, enjoy the sights. That's great on the good, Oklahoma trading good. track. There you go. What's yep. going on, Johnny? There you go. Hey, man, look, you know, as far as the baseball thing goes, I'm, excuse me, uh, sorry, I don't think it's necessarily bad to have, you know, like the big teams at the top, but it's, I think it's, you know, the teams at the bottom that it's, that, that baseball's problem is that you have teams, like you were saying or, or earlier about the Orioles that are just horrible, mm. that it's, that we're barely into July and the season's over. I mean, as a Mets fan, the season's over. Right. I mean, the Mets are better than the Orioles. Right. The right. Mets issues are different than them. But it's you have a large portion of the league where the rest of the year is, okay, if I'm a fan, I mean, am I going to donate? Or, I mean, what am I going to – I mean, other than just being a diehard fan, your interest is, like, what? You know you have no chance. Right, and, and, I mean, and I think, just a, I think that's a big problem. You know, no, probably. exactly, John. I mean, or I mean, look, look the, the the Detroit Tigers are twenty six games behind first place. The Royals twenty seven games behind first. So it's not just as we know all of us here, right? It's not just the Orioles. The Orioles just happen to suck more than all of them, but they all suck, and it's it it stinks for the fan base just completely. Right, right, and 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 I mean it's. Now, with the Orioles, I hate to keep picking with them, but you have you have a team like them that has a beautiful park. If you've ever been there, gorgeous. Camden Yards, Camden Yards is, is awesome, absolutely yes. But now, like the last two years, I mean, last year, and now look, the Orioles also happen to be in a division with the Yankees and the Red Sox, so that sucks for them too. Right. But last year, at one point, they were fifty-four games out of first place. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. think, and I think, in the history of baseball, no team had ever been that far out of first place. It's funny, it's funny, it's funny, I'm like, and Moose, you'll get this as a Yankee fan. It's funny because I think a lot of people do what John just did. Because I, I would do the same thing. You're thinking AL East, you think Yankees, Red Sox, Yankees. And meanwhile, Tampa Bay is getting no love, all right? And they're in second place, and the Red Sox are in third. The Red Sox are nine games behind first, where the Tampa Bay Rays, they're six and a half, right? But I'm just saying, it's like the yeah. AL East, it's always Yankees, Red Sox, you know? Yeah, well, <laughs> right. I, I think, the, you know, that's just kind of yeah, historically just, speaking. Yeah, no, that's it's the first funny, two man, teams you, know? you think about. I, I do mean, the same thing. <laughs> yeah, and you, you look at the the Rays, have certainly – I, I think the the question you ask is, you know, I don't think fans really invest. I think maybe you'll see visiting team fans, you know, in, invade the ballparks to watch their team play if they can get a cheaper ticket there, if they happen to be in the area there, or maybe they decided to, you know, uproot and move to that area to watch the team that they grew up rooting for play. Other than that, I mean, I, I, if you're a true blue Oriole fan – why are you going to show up and and spend a lot of money to watch a team that's twenty seven and sixty two, or the Kansas City Royals at thirty and sixty one, or the Tampa, uh, Detroit Tigers at twenty eight and fifty seven? I mean, it is an impossible and next to impossible watch, and that's why you see these great ticket slashings uh, that you'll see from these franchises in order to get somebody into the stands to where they're almost begging you to show up and watch baseball games, and and that's fine, and maybe you can go out and you'll enjoy yourself even though the team is bad and. You know, you have every right to do whatever the hell you want to do with your hard-earned money, but I also don't knock fans for not showing up if the team's not competitive. And agree, those teams are not competitive. I totally agree with that. You can't. I mean, it's it's you know. I mean, now John, you're a Met fan, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, you're still watching them. I mean, not as much as you no. Know, I mean, to be not. honest, wow. I'm not. Uh-huh. And I mean, maybe I'll 
I'll look in if, if I see Alonzo up. But other than Alonzo, do I have any interest in the Mets? I really well, don't. You got McNeil. You got, you got McNeil, DeGrom. Yeah, there's a lot of good I, I, players. I, I, yeah, McNeil, I'm not a big McNeil guy. Really? All right. Well, I there you go. Flash in a pen. Well, John and Joe Saratoga. I would trade him in a heartbeat. Him, DeGrom, ship him right out. You would trade, uh, you would trade McNeil in a heartbeat. No, you can't crazy be doing that. In Come on, John. You're nuts. I think you want to drink a mimosa. No. 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 <laughs> He'd be gone. You sell high. You're never going to get a better value for him than you get now. The team stinks. Hold on a sec. I, I got to go I around. Get better. Moose, Moose, we got We have a lot of Mets fans here. Okay, Andrew, please. Uh, McNeil, we caught them or we're keeping them. What are we doing? Oh, is this a bench cut start? No, I'm I just want to know. Do you agree with John or disagree? I disagree with John. I do. With do. all due respect. Now, you got a lot of Mets fans here, except for the Moose. Except for the Moose. Mark Malucci. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, what, what do we that smile on I his talk face. about them every day. Yeah, you do talk about them. Uh, please, uh, our producer here. Mike. Yeah, a guy that you have in control for the next seven years that's making no money. Let's deal him. You wanted, wow. No, I'm this. being sarcastic. Hell oh, no. I, I don't know. Yeah. I knew so, that, hell Mike. No. And, of course, uh, you know, Pete, uh, what's his name? The body. Yes. You got to keep him. I- I'm keeping McNeil. Wow, look at this. John, so see, you're outnumbered. So there you go. All right? Okay, that was riveting. Yeah. All right, great. So, uh, John, you still there, John? I think John's got All right. it. You're talking to you, John. All right. <laughs> Can't tell John he's wrong, <laughs> Thanks, John. Oh, no, that's it. Out he goes. John's done. John's John, done. not on the spot. He's like, uh, I want to go back to enjoying my morning. Uh, what's going on, Andrew? How you doing, oh, buddy? Oh, hey, Moose. That was great. All right, take How it. are you? Oh, that was fun. Thanks, Moose. Thanks, you Taz. You got it. And here's your report. Oh, it is sponsored by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. As the All-Star break winds down, the NL Central is the only division whose gap between first and second place is less than five games. The Cubs only a half game better than the Brewers, but it shouldn't be like that, says Chicago's Chris Bryant. We want to be 10 games ahead. I mean, there's a lot more breathing room, um, you know, but it just hasn't gone that way for us this year. I mean, yeah, first place is great, but I think we've missed a lot of opportunities to separate ourselves, and that's kind of the frustrating part. The Cubs have the Pirates in town this weekend while the Brewers host the Giants. There is baseball tonight as the Astros and Rangers meet in Arlington. The Red Sox have released reliever Tyler Thornburg after after two-plus disappointing seasons, Thornburg missed 2017 with thoracic outlet syndrome. He's only pitched 42 innings with a 6.54 ERA since then. The Sox and Travis Shaw and three prospects of Milwaukee for Thorn, Thor, Thorn, 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 for Thornburg, hoping he'd be the primary setup man for Craig Kimbrell. And checking on the trade deadline, mm. which is now 20 days away, the Padres, Brewers, and Astros have reportedly checked with the Mets about Noah Syndergaard's availability. His oh. numbers are down this season, but he's under team control through 2021. Luckily, I didn't have to record any of those player bios for the NFL's supplemental draft. Rock Yassin, cornerback, <laughs> Temple. <laughs> it was yesterday, that supplemental draft, that and the Cardinals actually made a pick. They used April's fifth rounder on Washington State safety Jalen Thompson. He was ruled ineligible for the fall for reportedly buying a banned, over-the-counter, non-steroid supplement. Mm. Kawhi Leonard put pen to paper yesterday with the Clippers, three years and $103 million with an opt-out after two, which would put Leonard back on the open market in the summer of 21, when LeBron, Giannis, and others could be available as well. The Suns have re-signed restricted free agent forward Kelly Oubre Jr., two years and 30 mil, 
And it's almost time for the women's semifinals at Wimbledon. Simona Halep and Elena Svitolina get going shortly after 8 a.m. Eastern. Then Serena Williams and Barbara Strichkova. The men's Final Four, including Federer and Nadal, is tomorrow. Guys? All right. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Appreciate it. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about the United States women's national team and all the celebrations coast to coast yesterday. You'll hear from the victorious ladies as well. We'll do that next. It's Taz. It's Moose on a Thursday morning right here. CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's up? This is your boy, Oscar De La Hoya, and you're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, this weekend, huge matchups highlight uh, two days of hoops in the Big Three, followed by PGA action at the John Deere Classic, all on CBS. United States women's national team um, back in the great U.S. of A., uh, as we saw the ticker tape parade yesterday uh, down the Canyon of Heroes here in New York City, <clears throat> and then they were on stage last night out in Los Angeles with Tracy Morgan hosting as you had the ESPYs and a cavalcade of uh, uh, sports stars across the landscape, Taz, were, were out there. Um, and, uh, you know, to, uh, good for Megan Rapinoe and, um, and every single one, Alex Morgan and, and Rose, uh, go up and down the line. I mean, uh, an unbelievable performance, what they were able to accomplish over in France. They've now, the last two ticker tape parades in New York City have been for the United States women's national team. This year, and then you go back to 2015. The last time they've had one for a New York slash New Jersey team um, was when the uh, you know you had the Yankees and uh, you know you had the Yankees. I mean that was it. I mean that was the last time 2009 World Series. Um, you, you know, so <clears throat> New York knows how to throw a celebration. And right. The parade yesterday I thought was fantastic. Good for them. Yeah. Um, and then last night uh, they all did a nice job as uh, they were up on stage. They were being awarded and getting all the accolades for what was an unbelievable accomplishment. Yeah, they, they put in some road work on coast to coast. <laughs> and it's great for the ladies, and, uh, and it's an it, amazing victory for them. And, and hearing um, everybody chant USA for them uh, right here in New York City and then going out to the ESPYs, like you said, out in, uh, in L.A. and stuff like that. It, and their message is, uh, is excellent for, for, for people in general, especially young women and just female athletes. But – and. And the equal pay thing, that's been a big conversation, which we've talked about here on our program, Moose, and it's kind of ridiculous that the, the, the separation and the money of what these ladies uh, get for winning compared to uh, the men and stuff, it's just craziness. I mean, so it's like they got to figure this out. Uh, what the heck's going on? It was like the men's French team I was reading got like something like $38, $39 million for winning last year. And what was the all girls here, the World Cup, what did they get, like $4 million? Like, I think it's something like that. I think my numbers are right. And that's craziness. I mean, What's that, the amount of revenue, though, coming in for men and women? Oh, that I don't know. That I do not know. I mean, how we big is, that, that how big that is the disparity in terms of the revenue generated by women's soccer as compared to the revenue don't have generated that by That's men's soccer? That's a good soccer. question. Very good question. Doesn't uh, that change it a little bit? If we got to get the number. But you're right. If there is a big disparity, to your point, no, there is. But uh, because there is a money, money that's drawing, but um, as long as it's pushed right, too, then... But as far as the coverage that Fox did for it, I mean, they, I mean, they pushed the hell out of it. I thought they did a great job. Um, but I think it's bigger than that with FIFA and stuff like that. If they're pushing the women's as far as marketing and promotion as much as the men, that again, I, you know, I, I don't want to sit here and act like I'm an expert on on soccer because I'm far from it. But 
I'm just a casual fan of it, you know, and just just I don't know the the, the revenue. I'm sure we could find that no, out. No, I was just curious. listen. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for everyone getting exactly, you know, and and should get equal. Their success has been off the charts. The greatest, uh, you know, the program. I mean, it's as good as it gets. Uh, they're the best uh, women's soccer program in the world. They went in as favorites. They defended their World Cup championship. Uh, they've now won back-to-back World Cup titles as a as a nation. The United States women's national team has won four World Cups historically. That's the most of all time. I mean, they've been remarkable. Um, you know, and you had the chance of equal pay, equal pay, and you know the messaging from Megan Rapino, the star of the United States women's national team. Let's get a little feel from what she had to say to the crowd yesterday. This is my charge to everyone. We have to be better. We have to love more, hate less. We got to listen more and talk less. We got to know that this is everybody's responsibility. Every single person here, every single person who's not here, every single person who doesn't want to be here, every single person who agrees and doesn't agree. It's our responsibility to make this world a better place. I think this team does an incredible job of taking that on our shoulders and understanding the position that we have and the platform that we have within this world. Yes, we play sports. Yes, we play soccer. Yes, we're female athletes, but we're so much more than that. You're so much more than that. You're more than a fan. You're more than someone who just supports sports. You're more than someone who tunes in every four years. You're someone who walks these streets every single day. Well, definitely a great great message message. there. Great message, no doubt. So we got some numbers here, Moose, right? So I think we might have some different numbers that that we have. Uh, So I'm seeing that the money that the Men World Cup generated last year was six billion. That's what I'm seeing. Six billion, of which which the players uh, split four hundred million. Okay. Um, Now the Women's World Cup is expected this year to generate one hundred and thirty-one million. Okay, which the women's teams are splitting thirty million, but now we have different numbers here. Well, so the, on the we... screen is is the U.S. women's team versus the men's team. Oh, on, so the, on, on the U.S. scale, yes. On the, okay, so so on the U.S. scale, so what what is that number entitled though, Mike? The fifty. So Mike the, has the that women's... from 2016 to 2018, women fifty point eight million, men forty nine point nine million. But what does that entail? That's what they generated in revenue. In oh. revenue. Okay. And that's U.S. That's just, okay. Yeah, so just it's the so U.S. That's, team. Yeah. That's like almost identical. Yeah, right. It's even Steven. Right, even Steven. So if there's not equal pay, but again, maybe what they're going by is the um, the World Cup, as far as the money generated last year, like I said, $6 billion. Um, and this year with the women, it's uh, it's projected to be around 131 million. Well, yeah, and, and on the, I mean, and that's $6 billion without the United States being a part of it. That's a great point. I mean, That's so, I mean, you think about, remember when we talked about the time, Taz, um, you know, the, the loss that Fox took in advertising with the men's national team not making the World Cup? Yeah, that was tough. It was, uh, I forget, I'm not even going to tell you what, it was an astronomical amount of money right, because right. of what they had pre-sold in terms of advertisers already because everybody is getting involved because they think America is going to be watching because the United States team is going to be a part of it. And then when they're not part of it, then all of a sudden that yeah. rate does drastically <laughs> does time. change. Um, and, and Fox, because of that, uh, did lose a lot of money. Listen, I, 
I think if you look at the United States women's team for all how successful they have been, uh, the numbers you look at from 16 to 18, they're basically, they've generated a million dollars more than the United States men's national team. They're uber successful. They should get paid equal. They should. We said at the time. They and, win. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not <laughs> but, no, just, but, I mean, if you get down to the dollars and cents of it, I mean, Taz, listen, if, if I'm sitting here and the men's team is generating 400 more million dollars of revenue over the span of a couple-year period as compared to the women's team, I can understand that even though they're not as successful, why the men's team is getting more money than the women's team. With it being even yeah. or generally even, there's really no excuse for it. No, there is no excuse for it. It's not right. And I don't know. I mean, they, they got to fix it and do something here because there's definitely enough noise about it, and there should be. You know, and it should be. and, and that, and that um, But the messaging from the, the U.S. women's team. That's great. It's great. It's it's not just about equal pay. It's bigger than that, So which which is pretty cool to see these ladies. And well, it's inspirational. It is. I mean, to see all the, the you know, the young uh, soccer fans out there, boys and girls alike, on the parade in the Canyon of Heroes and celebrating the women's team and hear the messaging from them yesterday at City Hall here in New York City. Uh, it was it was absolutely fantastic because they're motivating and inspiring a lot of our generation. It's Taz and Moose on a Thursday morning right here, CBS Sports Radio. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.